Welcome to Love Always Self, a podcast about connection to self, reflections of self, and how this impacts our reality. We're all about trying to find balance, discovering tools for spiritual wellness, and creating a safe place to have loving conversations about a broad range of topics. I'm Carissa, an energy healer with a background in Reiki, nursing, health coaching, and personal training. I have a holistic mindset and believe that everyone and everything can work together in harmony so that we can create more balanced life experiences. And I'm Shira, a spiritual intuitive and explorer of personal truth with a background in management and finance. I feel we are all connected and guided by our own spiritual team, whom I refer to as Mount Glass, and I want to help teach you how to connect with yours. We believe we're all connected, and by learning to love self, we will elevate the collective consciousness and learn to create deeper connections with each other, self, and source. As we grow and learn through our own life adventures and self-discoveries, we hope you gain insights into your own truth. Don't forget to subscribe to stay notified of new content, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Love Always Self. I'm Shira. Hi, y'all. I'm Karista, and thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Love Always Self, and welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Today, uh, we wanted to uh, discuss the idea of attachments and how this can become a barrier to uh, manifesting, being open to receiving. So last week, we were discussing taking action towards reaching your future self and manifestation in general. And we were kind of reviewing those steps offline and we were like, Hmm, do you think some of these steps, like, do you think they fully grasp our audience fully grasp what it means on some of these steps? So being open to receive is one that we really wanted to dive into a little bit more and discuss this idea of attachments becoming barriers. Yeah. And different ways to unattach to different ways of, uh, or to things, thoughts, that type of stuff, um, to do exactly what she just said. Yeah. Yeah. So there, when we talk about attachments, there are different ways that, or different elements of attachment, uh, when we're talking about the spirituality aspects that attachments can be used. So attachments may indicate like attachments to entities or certain vibrations, Mm. certain patterns of limiting belief. Uh, But in this episode, we really wanted to talk about it in relation to manifestation. So attachment to what we are trying to work towards in our life. Yeah. And um, before we jump into our topic, we're going to switch it up a little bit and (laughs) please uh, feel free to like, subscribe, share, follow. Uh, All of our episodes are available to you on a multitude of platforms, whether you're listening to this on any of the podcasting platforms out there um, or if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, And if you're listening to this on the podcasting platforms, we do have a YouTube channel. So uh, just follow us at at love always self. (laughs) They change things on YouTube. So now you have like the whole like (laughs) at handle. So yeah. So what does it mean to be attached to something that you're trying to manifest? And let's, um, let's make it easy. Let's start with an example. We're trying to manifest money or winning the lottery. Mm. So we are attached to this idea that we're going to get a lot of free money. And that we don't (laughs) currently have any. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So 
going back in the steps of manifestation, one of the things that one of the first steps is creating awareness about where your mindset is at. So when we are in the process of manifesting, are we in a place of lack? Like we are needing this thing. We are in desire of it, like this desperation to have this, this need to control the outcome, all of these types of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, characteristics of this mindset are part of what creates these attachments that become barriers to manifesting outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of, um, I want to call it confusion (laughs) that when you are attached to something and you decide to unattach to it, then that is some kind of a tie between like an emotional, like what's that Detachment. word? Detachment. <laughs> yeah. Like you're just like null and void on the emotional front, which is not true. Mm-hmm. I think that's a misconception in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So what are ways in which you can detach from things, uh, thoughts that is literally the opposite of that, right? Like the, like it's not having uh, this like void of emotion towards something. Sure. So we're trying to go from a mindset of lack to a mindset of abundance about the situation that you're currently in already. Right. Without becoming null and void of emotions, right? We're not, we're not trying to detach from emotions, but rather we are trying to adjust our current mindset out of that space of need into I already have. So rather than saying, I will be happy when I win the lottery, saying I am happy in this now moment, whether or not I win the lottery. So gratitude for what you've already got, Mm -hmm. what's Mm -hmm. already happening in your life. Right. That's a good way. And that's, that's like right there. That's a positive affirmation. You're just changing the words a little bit to reflect this now present moment of being what we want in the now. (laughs) And thus, what we talked about on the previous episode, literally putting you in a state of being of that future self that you are embodying. Yes. Exactly. And then there's this whole idea of letting go and let flow. Mm. Right. Right. So the, the universe, the world we're in cycles. I don't know if you've been to a beach, but we see the waves coming (laughs) in and out, you know, there's low and high tide. And that is a type of flow that we're able to visualize, um, and, and it's a little bit more tangible. So when we're in a state of need, we're just trying to pull and pull and pull. There's no flow. Yeah. That's that control. And yeah, yeah. This, this idea of control, which <laughs> we all know is very hard, very real. <laughs> <laughs> Ever present. <laughs> Um, and when we allow this idea of flow to surround us, we start to realize that whatever we truly need, 
we have it or we have access to it in some form. I'm not saying this is for everybody. There are some needs that are truly unmet in this physical right. world. And I don't want to blanket that or, or um, ignore that. But for those of us that are in a safe place, otherwise, we've got a roof over our head, we have access to food, clean water, a bed to sleep in, things outside of that, do we really need them? Do we need those new dishes? Or do we have dishes? They're just a little older. Mm -hmm. Do we need new clothes? Or are we just tired of the old fashion that's in our closet? So I like to think of when we're holding sand in the palm of our hand, when we are holding it, no, I have the thing blurred out there. Yeah. When we're holding it, <laughs> your hand you know, disappeared and <laughs> we're, we're holding space for it and we're in admiration for it and we're in gratitude for its presence and its beingness. We can hold it in high regard and it's, it's there. It can just be. But when we try to control it and hold it tight and make sure it never leaves us, it, it starts to trickle out the bottom of our hand. Right. And so this idea of control, it's false, <laughs> this false sense of control. And so things will slip out of our grasp. Hmm. And so when we allow things to just flow we will receive what we need for this lifetime. I found this, um, this quote, I'm going to read it. Okay. Consider the trees, which allow the birds to perch and fly away without either inviting them to stay or desiring them to never depart. Mm. If your heart can be like this, you will, you will be near the way. It's a, um, Sorry, I don't know who said this. It just says Zen saying, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, and I love like, that you bring that up because yeah. this is a huge practice in Zen Buddhism is mm -hmm. this I, idea, this uh, to get rid of desire, that desire is what creates these attachments in the first place and can change your uh, focus to this little tiny aspect rather than seeing the big picture. So you know how like when you're in a conversation with somebody, this thought popped in, you're in a conversation with somebody and as you're talking to them, you're already thinking of the next thing to say before mm -hmm. they've completed their sentence. Mm -hmm. um, and that is you attempting to control the outcome of the conversation versus just allowing the flow of the conversation to naturally take place. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's, ties into a lot of our need to control every moment that we're having. Um, and, and now I, I want to say that sometimes when you want to control your environment, it is for your safety. Mm -hmm. Do that. Right. Um, but, uh, but there's not always a need to control the outcome of, of everything. And I think sometimes when even myself and I, and I need to learn this you know, practice or practice this more often than I do. I, when I would like, I don't know, I, I want, you know, some of our business, you know, adventures to, to manifest in the way that they, they need to manifest the way I want them to. Right. So I'm trying to like put in this like form of control in every step and action that I'm taking. Mm -hmm. And 
I've felt this resistance. I've, I've felt this like, almost like, you know, I can kind of reach it, but it's just getting a little further away from me. And then sometimes I get into the mindset of, you know what, it's going to all work out. Mm -hmm. And I get into that peaceful state, especially after I've been meditating. Um, and, and I let go of all of those feelings that I'm going to control the outcome of everything that I'm doing every second of the time that I'm doing it. And usually that's start when I start to receive back, I've, I've given it space. I've given it room for that receipt to happen Mm -hmm. versus me constantly just sending out like this demand. And, you know, going back to the lottery numbers, like when we're manifesting, we may not receive it in the way that we're visualizing or dreaming about. So again, you may not win the lottery, but you may get, you know, some a thousand dollars for Christmas or something like that. Right. You know, and no, a thousand dollars doesn't equal millions, but (laughs) in that flow of money, we're grateful for that thousand dollars. You know, I just, I keep thinking about my relationship with money with this. You know, when we start like holding on to it, it feels like there's this desperation of never having enough. Yeah. Even though, you know, we're in a, a mode of saving, it feels like there's never enough. But when we let go of that fear of never having enough, we can recognize, well, in this moment, I have exactly what I need. And that is so accurate. That is so accurate. And it's hard to, you know, because I I have, I in my head, I have to go back, you know, to this place of, there are a lot of things that I have done that have, you know, actionable items that I have done or worked towards that have gotten me into a place where I am more safe and secure. And I have this abundance already in my existing moments. Right. And, and yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough. And there's always this thought process of, am I doing enough? Right. Can this thing, this abundant, you know, way of life that I have, can it just be ripped away from me at any time? Because I know what it's like to not, you know, in that mindset, not feel like I had enough, right. Or come from a place where what I now consider abundance, uh, you know, and, and that's what I want to like, I'm trying to like, and so are you the creating place, the like, reality of possibly right. losing that abundance, right? Being in that fear state. Are you attracting that too? Right. And, and that's also bringing me to this thought process of, you know, when I look back at my life at a time where I felt or thought that I was less abundant than I am today, was I really, Mm. you know, I, I did still at that point in time, I still had everything I needed. I still had, you know, the people around me and the connections. I still had, you know, the, I had just enough at that point, you know, I was still able to figure it out and find a way Mm. to get, you know, food in, you know, on my plate or, and remain on my back, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, well, well, back then I wasn't debt free, but like I, I've, I figured it out and right. I started to, and as I started to figure those things out, I started to trust that no matter what happens in life, I have a way mm. there will be a way. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and I started to trust that more and more. And the more I trusted that, and the more I let go of the thought that there isn't a way, the more I was able to receive that way. 
Mm. And it started coming into my awareness, right? And I started to be more accepting of it. But I also had to let go of the ego that I can't ask for help. Oh, yeah. So that that was something that I had, that was a lesson I had to learn to assist me in becoming a bit more in the flow of graciously receiving. <laughs> I just remembered this like little parable story about this uh, guy that was lost at sea and he prayed to God and, you know, said, God, save me. And up comes a, you know, a boat or, you know, a cruise ship or something like that. And they're like, Hey, we can get you. And he's like, no, it's okay. God's going to save me. And then like another rowboat comes by. Hey, Mm -hmm. you want to get in? No, no, no. It's okay. God's going to save me. And when he ended up dying, he asked God, God, why didn't you save me? And God's like, well, I sent you two boats and a whale (laughs) and you said, no, thank you. Yeah. So you weren't open to receiving in a way outside of the only way you were thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to bring up this thought that I had that sometimes we may not be meant to receive what we're attempting to manifest. Yeah. So are you attempting to manifest what is for your greatest and highest good? So again, back to those lottery numbers, if you win those lot- that lottery money, is that going to circumvent all of the growth opportunities or a large amount of growth opportunities that you needed to have in this life? So is that really supportive of your soul growth? Yeah, that's, I feel like I, I might've heard this recently, but I was thinking about um, synchronistic moments, right? Where you know, a lot of times, and we, we've talked about this before, but a lot of times we have these like conversations on how synchronicities can assist you in, um, taking a look at whether or not you've had, uh, or you're receiving guidance. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, uh, sometime recently, actually, I was thinking of like, okay, I keep calling this into my awareness. I keep trying to manifest this. And even as I'm saying this right now, I I'm saying, I keep trying because mm-hmm. I'm trying mm-hmm. to control the outcome, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I recall having this thought process as I was like, why is this not like coming to fruition, right? And the thought process was, is this really what I want? Is mm-hmm. this really what I need? Is that experience really going to serve me? And it's like, as soon as I thought of that, I was like, oh, no longer thinking about that anymore. I'm no longer going to try mm. to call that in. <laughs> I was like, because clearly I am creating some crazy resistance towards it somewhere subconsciously, which means somewhere within my being, I'm trying to tell myself over and over again, that's not really it. Mm-hmm. That's not really what you wanted to do when you got here. Mm. So good point. So how do we Detach from our attachments without detaching completely. So first we go back to self-observation. Hello, where is self. your mindset? Yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so where is your mindset? Where is your ma- manifestation rooting from? Is it from a place of lack, a place of need, like desperate desire? Or is it a place from abundance? recognizing that you already have 
everything that you need and are in a space of gratitude and acknowledging that life is about flow. Are you open to receiving in a way that you didn't necessarily expect to receive or visualize? And are we asking if this is for our greatest and highest good? So taking those questions and really sitting with that and how can I switch from need and desperation to openness and abundance? A lot of that is that positive statements. Yeah. So one exercise that you can do is write down your current state of being. I feel the need to have this. I am desperate for more money, whatever it is. And then work to adjust that sentence structure into something in the now in a positive statement. I like that. I am financially stable. I have access to what I need. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am whole because many of us are wealthy. It just may not be monetarily. Or in the way that is perceived Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it should be. Mm -hmm. I like that. And then stepping into that gratitude piece, being grateful for what is around you, the abundance that you have already in your current environment, in your current inner environment too. And then go ahead. No, you first. And then putting it back out there into the universe. If this is for my greatest and highest good, I am open to receiving it in whatever way is best for me to receive. I was, um, sorry if I seem distracted. I'm not, I'm listening, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) I I was, uh, we, Carrie and I wanted to do a little bit of a fun, uh, thing at the end of each of our episodes going forward. Hold on first. I just wanted to mention one thing related to this. Um, another thing that you can practice doing is a cord cutting meditation. Ooh, that's so a good one. We've talked about cord cutting meditations in the past related to people, but we can also have cords of attachment to objects as well and outcomes. So again, when we do a cord cutting meditation, we're not disconnecting from that interaction or that relationship. What we're doing is removing that attachment of the negative energetic exchange so that we can move back into the flow. Yeah. So we are releasing resistance and we'll link that meditation. We'll have to go find it, but (laughs) (laughs) okay. Now new little thing we wanted to start doing. 
<laughs> so we are going to start implementing uh, at the end of each of our episodes a card pull um, for the collective. For any of those listening, when you listen, at the time you receive this information, it is meant and always for you. Um, and I know I pulled three cards at the beginning. I haven't been looking down at them until right towards the end there when I looked distracted. And <laughs> and, and if you're listening on any of the podcast platforms and you want to check out the actual uh, visual cards, come check us out on YouTube because they are beautiful. They are beautiful. Um, and and Carrie, you pulled some yourself no. as well? No, not this one? Okay, cool. So I, I did pull... <laughs> <laughs> I was the first time for everything y'all. Um, I pulled three cards and I'm just now looking down at them to see what they are. The first one is learning experience. And I feel like this and here, I'm going to put it up on the screen so you all can see it. Does that look clear? Ish. Ish. Okay. And what, what deck are you using? Oh yeah, I apologize. The Angel Guide Oracle Guidebook by by Kyle Gray. Mm. Um, this here I'll show this one on the screen as well, so you can see the box. He's pretty. That's cool. Lots of color. Yeah, lots of color. I feel like I've been working with the angels a lot lately, so mm -hmm. this felt called to me. Um, on the learning experience, notice that it looks as if this uh this beautiful being of light is carrying an additional light almost like a guidance right mm -hmm. that and notice how the uh card or the uh, being on the card is putting their hand towards their um their heart and so being guided by your your heart is one of the most essential ways in my opinion um to to start to move towards the the purpose of you and what you mm -hmm. really want it it helps you get clear on what it is that you really want mm -hmm. um and i get that every experience in this life is an opportunity for learning something no, no, no joke <laughs> all of them <laughs> do we always want to be present for those lessons? No, maybe not, but um, they'll keep presenting themselves. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. There's been times I've been resistant towards that learning experience and yeah. it came up in a different scenario later. So don't <laughs> worry, you won't about. miss it. <laughs> right. Right. So speaking, so speaking of signs, um, this card came to us as well mm -hmm. and it says signs and reminders, mm -hmm. um, so like synchronistic messages. Yeah. Synchronous. Oh, you've got the birds. I was going to say something about that <laughs> because that's crazy. Um, yeah, this morning, uh, we were guests on the inner bloom podcast. That was a magical episode. Um, please go back and take a look at that. Um, and it's so on their Facebook Inner yeah. bloom podcast. On yeah. Yeah. And I think it'll go live, uh, at the time of recording this is upcoming Friday. So uh, on their podcast. Probably for podcast. you guys, it came out last Friday or Correct. a Friday before. <laughs> Correct. You know, time. What is that? What is it? So <laughs> made up anyways. <laughs> we made it all up, y'all. Um, so for me, I love this card because number one, um, I called in my guides this morning because I knew I was going to channel and I got birds like right at my window and those are usually representative to me of my loved ones. And so uh, feathers, I, I do receive that quite a bit. 
uh, and as you know, random places, like in my, like a big feather in my home. And I'm like, where the hell is that bird? You know, like, how did that get there? And these are, you know, these little things that your guides give you is like a reminder. We're present. Mm -hmm. We're here Mm -hmm. with you. Right. And those signs, like you can assign certain signs with meaning and they will, they will acknowledge that and use that. So if you have like a butterfly, say you monarch butterflies are a representation. Yes. That's why I did it. (laughs) If, if, you know, monarch butterflies are a representation of a certain loved one and you know, one flies in, take that for what it is. Yeah. It's don't dismiss it. Just say, thank you. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that, and practicing that will allow you to become more fluid with your self-awareness as well, or being uh, more present in the moments when you're receiving those signs and allowing you to kind of step back and just think to yourself, Hmm, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And just by asking that question alone, you're opening up to your inner thoughts. Mm -hmm. And usually it's one of the first thoughts that pops into your head and that's what it's connected to. Yes. Very true. And last don't be but- so quick to dismiss y'all. <laughs> y'all are powerful, magical beings. Okay. Very true. Very true. <laughs> and speaking of powerful, magical beings, uh, this card <laughs> made me chuckle just a bit because I was like, did that card really pop out of this deck at this particular conversation and episode? So this one says blessings and abundance. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it sure did. It sure did. You see how those synchronistic moments happen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And this too is a learning experience. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I believe we are all beings of love and light. And I believe that we emanate that light, whether you physically see it with your third dimensional physical eyes. Um, it is, and my guides have shown me that we are constantly putting this out. And the thing I love about this card so much is that those blessings can be released from your physical vessel, uh, from a other dimensional level in which you can't see it. So even though you're doing it, or you think you're only doing it as a thought, it's truly, truly happening. Mm -hmm. And this card represents a being that is emanating that blessing from again, the heart center. And you see it even around his head as it's vibrating out. So, you know, I think one of the key things to shifting into an abundance mindset is gratitude. Absolutely. And it is so easy to start. It does it take practice. Absolutely. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're, you know, shifting patterns that are in our mind that we're not aware of that happen, you know, little, uh, neurons are firing because this is the path I'm used to firing in. Yeah. And that may be in a limiting belief pattern. And when we start to practice those gratitude patterns, our neurons start shifting how they're, you know, moving through our brain. Absolutely. So you know, gratitude and of our blessings helps with our abundance. It really does. And a little practice that you can implement even starting today is uh, take a sticky note, put it on your mirror. So every morning when you brush your teeth, say at the top of your sticky note, repeat after self, I am grateful for, and then list at least three things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like writing on the mirror and doodling on the mirror. So <laughs> <laughs> little dry erase markers. 
my little control freak self has got to stick with the sticky note for the time. <laughs> <being>. <laughs> awesome. Oh, this is beautiful. Oh, and if you need something to help you start practicing gratitude, we oh, have yeah. a gratitude journal. It is on Amazon. We will link that below. And actually it's on our website too at lovealwaysself.com under the shop. Uh, so check that out as well. Yay. It's a 30 day practice and you'll do it morning and evening just for a few minutes, just to start practicing, creating new patterns. Oh, and it's a beautiful book too. Matter of fact, it's sitting right behind me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. a subliminal plug. I know. Over here. Over here. Okay. Uh, so again, if you have not liked subscribe, please do so now and hit the notification bells and whistles. And if you are on Apple iTunes, please, or Apple podcast, please, uh, leave a review. We love that. It helps with the algorithm and it helps us to reach other people. And that's what this is about is expanding the community, making connections, recognizing that you are not alone in this growth process. Very true. Beautifully said. <laughs> All right. And with that, don't forget love first, love last and love always. Bye y'all. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Hey listener. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us in this moment. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we look forward to our next connection. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow to stay notified of new content from Love Always Self. If you have any questions or topics you'd like for us to discuss, please hit us up on any of our social media platforms linked in the show notes below. I'm Karista. And I'm Shira. And until next time, remember to love first, love last, and love always. Love Always Self podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. We do not make any warranties about the completeness, reliability, and accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. Any action you choose to take upon the information in this podcast is strictly done so at your own risk, and we will not be held liable for any losses and damages in connection with the use of our podcast. Any and all medical concerns should be addressed with a licensed healthcare provider, as well as any questions that may be derived from the information discussed in this podcast.